This is Designing the Revolution. Chapter 31. Conclusion. So here we are. <laughs> um, this is the last episode. I am going to do some add-ons, but this is the formal closing, let's put it like that. And uh, first thing is, thank you so much to all of you for listening, particularly those who've listened to the whole lot, or four of you, or whatever it is. <laughs> anyway, um, as you may know, I started these episodes, this podcast, I think it was in January, or the beginning of the year anyway, because I was put into prison uh, for making a speech, in case you don't know, uh, in November. So I thought to myself, okay, what can you do? I've got all these ideas in my head. I've been thinking about them for decades. I'm going to do a little magnus opus, uh, my major work. It was a little bit of a joke, I suppose, at the beginning because um, I didn't realise it would actually turn into a magnus opus with, you know, about 40 episodes or whatever. So, you know, there we go. And um, I started phoning it down the telephone line in um, from Wandsworth Prison in London. And to be honest with you, I thought um, this isn't going to last long, you know. Someone's going to go, no, you're not allowed to do that. But strangely enough, uh, whether by design or probably not by design, um, the, the uh, episodes were recorded. I think the sound quality was not that good, but I think that's going to get sorted out or I'm going to redo them or something. Anyway, you know, that's how it all started off. And um, interestingly enough, I've been to court a few times since and the prosecution always raises this, this that Mr Hallam has been doing podcasts from his prison cell as if that means I'm automatically guilty or something. Well, you know, I'll take it as a compliment. Anyway, so it's been a difficult year. I was in prison till April, three, year, three weeks after I got out of prison. I broke my leg in four places, falling off my bike. I know that's not very clever. So I was on my back doing a whole bunch of episodes. Then I've just had a four-week trial, which was a bit of a shit show, to be honest with you. And uh, I was found guilty like three days ago. It's all going to go to appeal. Um, I won't bore you with all the details, but you know how these things go. So it's been quite interesting. I might go to prison again next year. Who knows, uh, because I've been found guilty. But... Um, yeah, it doesn't really bother me, but really I've got lots to do, so hopefully not. So the next thing I want to say in my conclusion, I've got a few things to say really, is uh, thank you very much to Jamie. He's, he's here. <laughs> and Robin. Uh, Jamie's been helping me with the videoing. Robin's been sorting out how to put them on social media and what have you, and there's a bunch of other people. So I've got a bit of a team. Thank you so much. Uh, if you want to like to join my team, dare I say, I'm just going to do a few little ads yeah, there's an email address at the bottom of this video. Get in touch. There's going to be a few events. I'm looking for people to try and do more media with me, bring involved other people. I'm going to say more about that in a minute. Um, the next thing is it says here, pay me money. So please pay me money. <laughs> um, I mean, it's fantastic position, to be honest with you, that people around the world pay me bits of money. I mean, I don't get loads, about £1,500 a month, but it... It, I can't tell you how privileged I am to be able to do this work and people give me money because for about 20 years of my life I had very, very little money. It was a massive stress. So thank you so, so much those of you that are giving me money and those of you who've been listening to these podcasts 
uh, this is the moment where you go, fair enough, you know, I'm going to send this guy $5 a month, you know, £10 a month, 20 euros. If you've got loads of money, feel free to send me, you know, 200 whatever. I'm fine with receiving money. <laughs> and in so much as I get too much, I'll use that to support other people who are working with me, um, uh, Jamie and Robin and what have you, and other people so we can build this team. Okay, so those are my, you know, thanks very much bits. Uh, Next thing is, yes, there will be, if you heard the last episodes, there will be a question and answer session. Uh, please tell five of your friends. Uh, stop this episode now. Just go and email them, message them and go, hey, there's this cool guy or not so cool guy, who knows? And he's going to do a Q&A on the biggest question uh, for our generation, which is how the fuck are we going to have a, uh, a revolution? And he's got a few ideas on it. He's done 40 episodes and he's doing the Q&A. So it's going to be open, question and answer session. I'm not sure exactly how it's going to be run, <coughs> but maybe an hour and a half, something like this. That I'm definitely going to be recording it. So it'll be a, a sort of one of the episodes of this podcast. 14th of January, put it in your diary, 14th of January, 4pm UK time. And the Zoom link will be at the bottom of this episode. Um, so just click on the link, basically, and then you'll have me uh, trying to answer loads of questions. Sounds a bit scary. <laughs> anyway, right, what else is going on? So just to let you know, I'm not going to disappear. You know, I've been doing this work for, you know, seven or eight years now on the climate and the general social change situation. I've been doing it for most of my life, so I'm not going to be going anywhere. I'm going to do some more interviews. I'm sort of thinking, uh, depending on the feedback, of continuing the theme, how to design a revolution, but doing more like interviews with people who know more about different areas than me, some of the main practitioners around the world. I want to do some videos on applications. You know, we've got this total nightmare in Gaza at the moment. How could civil resistance be part of that situation? Um, so it's more like applications and these are going to be a lot easier to understand, you know. Various people have said to me it's been got a bit academic. Well, it's get this, you know, I'm not going to apologise particularly because I think there is a place <coughs> for something that is a bit technical and a bit academic for those of you who are going to give your next, you know, 20, 30 years to this project. It's good to have something that's in depth. I'm not saying that's the last word in the matter. That's why I think there needs to be, you know, interviews and videos and more topical stuff. But it will all be on this revolution theme. And then broad, more broadly and more excitingly, I'm talking to other people about this at the moment, uh, people in just oil in the UK, but also like globally, is trying to create a revolutionary media space, which is pluralistic, you know, self-depreciating, doesn't take itself too seriously, but is actually totally into this massive project of saving the human race over the next 30 years and creating a sortition assembly sort of constitution, civil resistance, cultural stuff, all this stuff. You know, let's get people together from all around the world and be churning out media, cultural stuff. And uh, I'm not quite sure how that's going to work, but how I, what I do think is, is there needs to be loads more of this. Obviously, if this is going to take off, it needs to be more than, you know, two or three thousand people watching these episodes or 50 or 100,000 people watching, you know, one or two of my best videos. So, key, you know, more stuff will be com coming out on this. If you want to know about it, then again, 
you know, sign up. There'll be a sign up form for my newsletter. I think I send stuff out now. I think that's what Robin's doing. I've got quite a few people on it, so you'll get information about it and such like. Okay, and last but not least, obviously, there's the whole practicality, right? Which is, please, please, please do not go into nerdy intellectual mode, right? Yeah, yeah, intellectual stuff is important, but it's beyond words important that you use this information. You know, you don't need to use it all. Maybe you don't agree with it all, but this direction of travel needs to be translated into social formation, social movements, direct action groups, election campaigns, cultural episodes, you know, the whole shaboodle. You need to be getting on with this, obviously, right? Because you're facing the end of the world and all the rest of it. So please do something in your country. If you need some advice, I'm in service to you. You know, you've watched all these uh, interviews, uh, all these episodes, send me an email to the best of my ability. I'll reply to it send you some contacts and tell you who's involved in this sort of revolutionary activity in your country, um, particularly around the Western world, Europe and the US. There's people doing humanity stuff, which is the assemblies. There's the A22 network, which is doing direct action. All of this is all, you know, in this big churn at the moment because people are thinking, okay, this climate crisis is going to happen. So we need to look at a revolutionary like project and uh, and people are moving towards trying to institutionalise that. So, you know, it's an interesting time to be alive, as it were. So please, please don't just sit there, you know, waiting to die. Get off your bum, go and do something. You know, I'm in service to you. Send me an email, see what I can do to help. All right. So the second part of this conclusion is a sort of vague attempt to sort of summarise, you know, in about 10 minutes, what am I actually saying? So you can send this bit of the video to your mates and say, hey, this guy's, you know, this guy's good. Listen to his, listen to his podcast. Um, I have to say, like, that I've sort of surprised myself, to be honest, that I've just taken a subject and I've just written all the notes on it. I haven't really read that many books. I read some stuff while I was in prison. But basically this, what I've told you in these, you know, 40 odd episodes is basically my life's work without sounding too dramatic. I've been thinking about how to create social change literally every week, arguably every day since I was 15. It's just what I do. I'm not saying that makes me great. I'm not saying that makes me stupid. You know, it's just the way you are. Some people, you know, are obsessed with tennis. You know, some people are obsessed with gardening. I'm obsessed with social change. That's what, uh, that's what I've spent my life doing. So... That's why you've got these 40 episodes. They've just, I've just churned them out. There's a little bit of me that thinks, oh God, you know, maybe it's all crap. <laughs> maybe this, you know, there's different ways of thinking about it. You know, it's all very cognitive. It's all quite intellectual. There's the whole emotional side. This, anything that you produce is by definition limited. And there's absolutely no question that what I've done in these 40 episodes is limited. It's limited intellectually, certainly limited in terms of emotional intelligence, you know, the broad, the broad mass of what it is to live a life and to live life with other people. I'm not going to pretend I've more than scratched the surface, but it is a work in prog progress. And it is making some fundamental points. And I will stick my head out and say, these are going to be the fundamental points, right, of the next 50, 
hundred years. Um, maybe not, but that's my opinion. And this is that the revolution, these revolutions that are inevitably going to happen, need, need to be constructed, designed in a certain way. Otherwise, it's just going to be a total shit show. It's going to be a shit show anyway, right? So you don't want a shit show on top of the shit show that's automatically coming. So, for instance, this cannot be a political revolution, right? We've talked about the political revolution, the constitution. Yes, it's all very important. But as loads of people have said, you know, if we're going to save ourselves over the next generation or two, it has to be a spiritual revolution, it has to be a social revolution. And I've pointed ways in which that is going to be the case. It has to be a total reconstruction of society and that's a massive thing and I've tried in these episodes to concretize that what that really means and I'm going to investigate it more in the, the add-on episodes. Secondly we have to get a grip on the useless ideologies of the left right we've had 200 years of blokes of my age going hey I thought of this idea you know and it's got no empirical foundation, it's just rubbish. And what we need to do is to give proper prominence to good professional social science. We need to go out and ask the questions, we need to talk to people on the doorsteps, we need to do good statistics, and we need to come out of it and go, actually, that's empirically unsustainable. It doesn't work, okay? And at the same time, we have to reintegrate ourselves with our traditions before 1789, you know, before the modern period, what were people thinking in the Middle Ages? What did the Romans think about this? You know, the depths of our tradition, the pre-modern period, and also, of course, the traditional wisdom traditions, Taoism, Christianity, you know, Islam. All these traditions had an awful lot to say about what we should be doing. And last but not least, the indigenous traditions, which obviously have come to the fore because they're quite smart on the idea that you don't wreck the environment and all the rest of it. What I'm trying to say here is it's not that or that. What I'm trying to say is we need an integrative approach, right? It's a difficult word to say, integrative approach. In other words, we bring them together, right? And we accept that no one's got the whole view. Modern social science is massively beneficial to humankind, right? So are the wisdom traditions. So is the revolutionary tradition, you know, that's happened since 1789. What we need to do, and you know, one of my strengths arguably is when I look at a text or a tradition, I'm not asking is it good or is it bad. What I'm asking is what's cool in it? What can I take from it? What can I take from that and combine with that and create something new, create a new synergy? So I'm not particularly claiming in these episodes. I've actually got that much new stuff to say. I'm more like going, hey, let's bring all this together and hey, it looks quite good. You know, that, that's the approach that I do and hopefully that's the approach you will do. And this is related to this total nonsense about utopia. You know, people will watch this videos, I've been going on about it a load, but I'm going to go on about it again. Utopia is just a really stupid idea with all due respect. Revolution in the 21st century emphatically hasn't got to be about utopia. Utopia is about authoritarianism. It's about a static, imposed, you know, way of living, way of relating that some guys decided is the objective right way of doing it. There isn't an objective right way of doing it, which doesn't mean that anything goes. It just means we need to work it out collaboratively and co-create 
what is going to be significantly better. In other words, a revolution is something that is significantly better than the shit we've got at the moment, right? Doesn't mean that it's perfect and it doesn't mean it won't degenerate and it doesn't mean that we won't have to recreate that revolutionary change in the future. You know, maybe in some theoretical sense we'll reach some utopia, but probably not, right? <laughs> Knowing what we know about ourselves. The fundamental, like, concept here is balance. I love balance because it's not a progressive like ideology. It's not saying, oh, you know, we're going to make these great advances. Maybe you will, we will. And I'm not throwing the progressive orientation out. What I'm saying though is I love the Eastern idea, the indigenous idea, that what human societies are, are in balance with other parts of, of the wider system and they get out of balance and then you bring them into balance and they're always like iterating, they're always like moving around, it's a flow and what we're trying to do is take, you know, these rights and these obligations, that perspective and this perspective and reiterate on this sort of balance project. And the last thing is this point about non-violence and, and, you know, if one if one thing I hope I've got out of these episodes is to try and nail the complete reactionary stupidity of engaging in closed systems and violent systems, it doesn't work. The social science has empirically proved it hasn't worked. The wisdom traditions are saying you're never going to get onto a higher plane by using all this stuff. It's the essence of reaction. And it's a metaphysical point, like it's a deep point about what it is to be human and what brings us into community with each other is a sociability paradigm, right? People coming together, listening to each other, engaging in confrontation through civil disobedience, civil resistance, not going around shooting each other because that just leads to closed systems, brutalization, simplification of social dynamics, hierarchy, and the whole patriarchal macho sort of bollocks that we had in the 20th century. It's not good, okay? <laughs> Take it from me. I, I am absolutely 100% clear about that. Yeah, there's going to be some messiness around the edges. No one's pretending, right, this is not going to be a little bit complicated now, now and then. But the whole of this project is about a social, spiritual project, right? It's about bringing these traditions together. It's about improving things, not being utopian. And it's about getting rid of the violence bit, right? In other words, how I see it, these episodes are a, a revolution against the notion of revolution itself, right? It's actually bringing traditional elements, right, back into discussion as well as what you might call radical elements in creating a new consensus. And yes, it's taking stuff from the old revolutionary, you know, episodes before 1848. It's looking at the socialist and communist revolutions, fine. It's looking at the neoliberal revolutions after 1989. But if you listen to these episodes, hopefully you've got the point that all of those are radically insufficient. They're radically like not the main show. This is a new century we've got completely new head fuck sort of challenges coming our way we can't just go oh let's do a repeat of what they did in you know 1968 or whatever we need to learn from them there's going to be elements of those revolutionary traditions in what we design 
because history is always, you know, informs us about what should happen. But we have to radically recreate what we're going to do. Which brings me on to new cards in the pack because, you know, it would just be really, really depressing going, whatever we do, it's just going to look like 1848, you know. Whatever we do, it's going to look like 1917. And all the semi valid criticisms of the revolutionary idea are, are correct, right? You know, revolutions are really not that great. <laughs> you know, nine times out of ten, they go south, you know, they turn into crap. But we're in this total crisis at the moment and the revolutions are coming whether we want it or not, as I've said, and we want to know what cards in the pack we're going to have. You know, what are we going to actually do that's new? We're just condemned to continually, you know, slaughtering each other and then coming to this, you know, beyond fucked end of world starvation and all the rest of it. No, we're not. What we know is there's some really good ideas out there. The first idea is sociability, which is to reconstruct how we see humanity, not in terms of atomized individuals, not in terms of like mass social groups like the working class, the middle class, but in terms of small social spaces and those social spaces determining whether people are good or bad, whether people are pro-social, anti-social, whether they go off, you know, slaughtering uh, scapegoats, you know, Jewish people, black people, all the rest of it, or whether they actually move in some sort of cooperative, celebratory, cere ceremony sort of existence where they are continually um, fed by that social space, their fundamental needs. And, you know, you just think of these communities around the world where people live to 100. I love this one in Sardinia where, you know, people have all these uh, connections. You know, you're not best buddy with 30 people. You haven't got the time. But you're, every day you're talking to 20, 30 people. And that just keeps you sane because... The big takeaway is sociability is mental health, right? It's political health, it's mental health, it's human health, bringing people into these spaces, and I've talked about it a lot. The second thing is iterative design. This is the new card in the pack. So nothing drives me more mad than when people come up to me and they go, oh, Roger, Roger you do this revolution stuff. You know what? I think we should do this. I think this should happen. I think this, this is the right way to go. It's like there's no such thing as what you want, what there are, are iterations, the steps. It's a project, it goes through time. There's you do this and then you take stock and then you do this and then you take stock. System engineering, as some people call it. This is, it just enables an enormous amount of empowerment because when people say, oh, the revolution should be like this, X, everyone's going to go, well, that's not realistic. What you want to know is you're sitting in your bed sit watching this and you want to know, okay, what do I do tomorrow morning? You know, okay, what Roger's saying is ring up some of your mates, get people into a small group, discuss why things are shit, and then have a pathway to action. Take it from there. Or go on this like training, you know, with other people in other parts of the world about how to design the first parts of a campaign. Okay, and then the next thing is you do this. And then the next thing you do this. That's massively empowering. It's massively realistic and it works is a great card in our pack. The third one is, I've talked loads about, so I'm not going to go on about it much, is sortition, selecting people by chance. If there's any sort of big metaphysical transformation of humanity, 
It's about being ruled through chance mechanisms. Chance is like God, right? It takes the power out of the human space. It means we can get things done without someone having to decide it. Chance has decided it. Thank God for that. Okay, and that reduces corruption and all the rest of it. Great. And then you have deliberation. People speak together, Habermas's idea, you know, lots of other social thinkers, modern social thinkers are going, it's not about the subject, it's the mechanism through which you discuss the subject that comes up with the resolution. Fantastic idea. Okay, so the last card in the pack is small group working and ethical leadership. In other words, having this small team that basically runs a show that is, is trusted to actually get on with it, particularly in the earlier state, early stages of a social movement, a social formation, whatever you're doing. Okay, now, although this is a new card in the pack, right? You know, we've got sociability, iterative design, sortition, deliberation, small group working, this leadership thing. This is where, to be honest with you, I find it very difficult to tie down how to do it because leadership is such an immensely complex, like, category, you know, it's very difficult to know what good leadership looks like. But the new card in our pack is horizontalism is over, right? That in the 21st century, we need leadership. We need moral leadership, spiritual leadership. We have this sort of source idea. People don't have power, but they're influencing stuff. And we have this notion of, of rotation, right? That people are in service to, to their communities, to their countries, and and people come through this sortition process. Ordinary people come into positions of power, as well as having charismatic people, arguably people like me, you know, having this leadership orientation. Yes, it's not airtight. It's open to all sorts of degeneration. I'm going to be talking about it in some of the add-on, in the add-on episode on it. So I'll talk about it more. But it's really clear. It's really clear in my mind. The revolution is led by leadership. Full stop. Right. Put that down there, okay? And you can listen to the episodes about how to design that. Those are the new cards in the pack. I was going to do like another episode on the program, you know, but as I've been trying to say through all of this, like, you know, people start off thinking the revolution is the program, okay? The most mature position is, is the revolution is the process and the program's like the icing on the cake. But I am going to do like a two-minute program for you. The two-minute program, you know, the political program is there's a crisis. There's this enormous crisis. Number one, emissions have to be slashed. Number two, we need to do geoengineering. Yes, we can do earth repair stuff if we don't need to do geoengineering. But the facts of the matter are that we're in a total mess. If human race is going to survive, if we're going to have to do geoengineering, we're going to have to do it. And third so that the rich don't use geoengineering as an excuse not to slash emissions, which is everyone's talking about at the moment. We need revolutions to replace governments with sortition-based assemblies. So it's revolution, geoengineering, slashing emissions. That's the crisis management for the next 30 years. Maybe it's not going to get us through. Maybe it is. But if we are going to get through, it's going to be that. Now, once you've dealt with what you might call this massive crisis, you know, the shit show that we're dealing with, with the climate collapse. We've also got to deal with the other shit show, which is humanity itself, right? Humanity is not that cool. So this is where I'm saying, you know, there's no utopian scheme. And I'm going to be dealing with this broader issue of how we can keep this, you know, weird and wonderful species, the human race, 
on the road in so much as we want to do that, and I suggest, yeah, we do, um, we need to bring in a whole load of discussions and analyses. I am not an expert in all that, but I am going to lead you in these add-on episodes into what you and your generation, the young people listening to this, need to sort of engage with. In other words, I don't want these episodes to be, ha-ha, that's it, Roger Hallam, you know, the objective truth. That's bollocks. What I'm trying to say is, here it is. Here's, here's a move, right? A multiple bunch of moves. And these are the loose ends. There's about five or six loose ends. I don't know. You know, I don't know what the deal is on these. I've got some good ideas. Sometimes I think I've got really good ideas, but maybe I haven't. Um, but I'm going to summarise that. So in other words, this whole process you've gone through with me is open-ended, right? It's an invitation for you in a sort of democratic culture sort of way is to take these ideas and, and, and take them forward. And... Um, yeah, okay, so my final bet. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> the final bet. I want, I, I, you know, I can't help it, but I'm going to have to just return to the total hellishness of what's coming down the road. I mean, this is, this has to be the trigger to get you off your bum and actually do stuff. And it's particularly, like, poignant for me because... You know, I started this in January. We're here in December. Over this year, I think it's fair to say we've had more worse news on the climate, nature, ecological catastrophe than in any year over the last 30 years. I don't want to spend ages on it, but it's pretty sure we're going to pass two degrees centigrade. Um, it's pretty sure that we're going to pass four unless something dramatic happens. The earth imbalance, heat imbalance... It's pretty sure we're going to have a billion deaths unless something dramatic happens, certainly a billion refugees because we've got the wet bulb effect. It's very likely that we've already passed a lot of the tipping points. You know, we've got the wet bulb, we've got the wetlands churning up methane, the Arctic's going to melt. <clears throat> What's happening in Antarctica with the ice melt this year? It's not looking good, right? And... Those of you that are full-on doomers or whatever, right, you may well be right. The point is, is you, it's only may well, right? You can't say it's inevitable. You can't say it's inevitable because it's the future. Metaphysically, the future is never inev inevitable. Something turns up, right? Aliens might appear, you know, God might come down to earth. Who knows, right? You can't technically say it. But more concretely... You can't predict human technology, right? I'm not a great believer in technology, but as I've just said, if it takes geoengineering, fair enough. You know, the bottom line is I'm of the camp that wants the human race to continue, right? I'm not going, well, you know, so what? Not least because death is very painful, dare I say it. Okay, so we've got that card, right? We've got the card. We don't know how brainy we're going to be. If we've got our shit together in terms of technology, and of course, we've got what I've been going on about for the last 40 episodes, is it is possible for the human race to recreate itself socially, politically, and spiritually. It's happened before, it can happen again, and that's what we need to do. So revolutions are inevitable, right? That's my final point. Revolutions are inevitable. This is not take it or leave it. They're coming down the road anyway. They are going to be shit shows, 
and a lot of them are going to turn into even bigger shit shows if you don't get ourselves sorted out and that's what I'm saying to you is take what you need from what I've written and go for it please please don't sit there you know <laughs> all right so that's my small contribution you know I've set you on your way the ship's already left the port it's on the way it's coming okay this is not an option the last thing I want to say is it's been a total joy dare I say doing these uh, podcasts these episodes and I want to thank you so much for listening to me thanks <laughs>